Welcome to the Stuff and Junk Show, where we share our opinions on random subjects from interesting news, social topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, things you've seen, heard, or read, to what we did and what we do. You know, stuff and junk. Hello, my name is Albert, and once again, I am bringing over uh, our friends here at the Kingdom Fancast. We got Derek and Mike back in the show. Welcome back, guys. I think you should tell your audience now that we're, we're your new co-hosts. <laughs> um, <laughs> you've had us on like the past few episodes, right? Uh, that's true. That's true. You have been. You have been. Uh... I think what it is, Mike, is that he's tired of Zhao Ming and his hating on Asian culture, and he brought in a true Asian. <laughs> <laughs> basically, basically, uh, Zhao Ming still hasn't seen Tenet. Uh, and I just didn't want to wait for him anymore. So here we are recording. <laughs> I mean, he's had four months. But yeah, we are doing uh, Spoilers Please number 247 for Tenet by Christopher Nolan. Uh, before we hop into uh, spoilers here, quick recommendations from you guys on whether listeners should watch Tenet or not. Mike? Yes, I think you should. Um, it's not terrible. Uh, it is definitely, it, didn't live, it doesn't live up to the Christopher Nolan name completely but it's still a crazy spectacle he still has a vision for uh action and doing interesting things with editing um and uh there's a there's a it's, it's pretty cool um it's it's really interesting uh, it's not worth the hype I, I don't hype it as much as inception or anything like that but uh i still think it's a neat action movie wow. with a sci-fi twist i do recommend spoil uh subtitles though <laughs> okay Derek. Uh, I, I agree on all accounts. Uh, I'll just add that uh, if you, for some reason, you're like, oh, I hated Interstellar. I'm really tired of Nolan. Oh, Dunkirk was even worse. Oh, well, this is better than both of those. So, yes. So, if you're on a Nolan decline, this, as much as a, uh, I I wouldn't put this up with Inception or like the Batman movies, but uh, it's definitely worth uh, watching in the sense of if you're on a decline of Nolan. Uh, for me, I would say that if you're a Christopher Nolan fan, you may as well watch this movie. I think I, think I mentioned <laughs> this to Derek already. This is the most Christopher Nolan movie I've ever seen. It's very Christopher Nolan. Yes. And we'll get to that in spoilers. So without further ado, let's go ahead and talk about spoilers to listeners. Here come spoilers. If you think you're someone who can just casually listen about a combo of a movie or a TV show you're missing, then I feel like I gotta warn you and this may not be in order. Don't be crying to us when you end up hearing a spoiler. Spoilers! All right, spoilers for Tenet by Christopher Nolan. So let's start with a quick background. I've seen it on Video on Demand and Derek and Mike has seen it in theaters. So Loser! We're not gonna... <laughs> We're not going to make any comparisons on which look better. I'm sure the others look better, but they didn't have the benefit of closed captioning, which I did. So true. That so is very true. That. So that's the only part. That's the only part you went in. So and tenet. I have to add an addendum. I I watched it in a theater that wasn't IMAX, which would have been like how I would have watched a Christopher Nolan movie because he specifically shoots in seventy millimeter, and I think he shot more in seventy millimeter than he has uh, ever. I think. Say. No, well, that's not true. I, uh, Dunkirk actually had the most 70 millimeter IMAX shots. Oh, right. The whole thing was 70 millimeter. I forgot. Not the whole that, thing, yeah. but but a good whole, like, I think 90% of Dunkirk was 70 millimeter IMAX, full screen IMAX. And Why didn't was, you just do the whole thing? You can't do that 10%? It's a, it's a money on. thing. It's a money thing. It's a money thing. And that, and that IMAX camera is super heavy. But uh, Derek, you want to say something? Oh, I, I was just going to say, um, uh, I saw it. Blah, 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 I forgot what it was. Like. Three months ago, <laughs> you saw it in theaters. 
I'm super tired, I'm guessing. I saw an IMAX, but according to Albert, which he's tried to explain to my idiotic mind that I really didn't see it in true IMAX, and Mm -hmm. then he even tried to explain it to me in great detail with even visual, uh, you know, examples, and I still don't get it. So I I, apparently I didn't see it correctly. IMAX, I I didn't know. (laughs) Was it just a giant screen? It wasn't like the brand IMAX? Is that what it is? Yeah. No, I'll let Albert explain it because I can't. Okay, the the way it works here is that a true IMAX is actually a square. The screen, the, the video screen you see will be a square. That's true IMAX because it, it fills in the whole IMAX screen. If you saw this movie on an IMAX that was 3x4, that's not true IMAX. That's cropped IMAX. But IMAX, oh. but IMAX didn't want to spend the money on making those big, giant, humongous screens anymore. So now they're trying to pull off with this like smaller IMAX and call it IMAX. But people like myself, who love true IMAX, are like, what are you doing, IMAX? We love the true IMAX experience. But now, as far as I'm concerned, true IMAX is dead because there's only like two theaters in, in Southern California itself that actually has that. Uh, one is, is one of them the U- Universal that? Studios Hollywood one? Universal Studios Hollywood one. one. And um, although I haven't gone to that one, so I can't really judge that yet. The Irvine one and the, the Irvine one and the Ontario one had them, but I haven't gone there in years because uh, the only other uh, IMAX theater movie that I saw was Dunkirk, really. And that was like several years ago. So that was the last time I saw an, an IMAX, a true IMAX movie. But uh, yeah. Well, well, all I know is the theater I went to said IMAX on the outside of the theater. It's the Mirror Mesa IMAX theater. And the, the, the I screening I bought said IMAX on my ticket. So that's all I can say. Believe me, I've I've talked to an IMAX person and like like come on now, this isn't really IMAX, right? And he's like, as far as we're concerned, it's the true IMAX experience. I'm like you liar, you liar. I just want to say this that you liar. This is a conversation for Greg Mosinio. This is beyond me. So, anyways, uh, but- I, I will say that because you said uh, Mike and I saw. Um, uh, which what was? Oh my god, I forgot. The, it wasn't Endgame. What was the first part? Infinity War. Infinity, we saw that at Universal. It was yeah. very wonderful. That was badass. Yeah, I the, loved yeah. it. That also wasn't in true IMAX, but uh, oh, but it had go. it had like it had like some IMAX flair to it because it's like a little bit bigger, <laughs> but not that big. But let's not get into that. Albert, the most true IMAX uh, movies don't even play on that are released in theaters. It's just the California Science Center, and you could watch movies about squids. Yeah. And like the Challenger explosion, I know, and stuff like that. I know, I know. It's it's sad. I remember seeing that as a kid, like for like in the nineties for mm. the first time, and being like, "What is this? Yeah. Uh, movie should be here, like Ninja Turtles." Because I was a kid, and then now it's just like, "Oh, we have that, but it's not true IMAX." I yeah. I, I try not to bog myself down and like, I, I try to find a little bar of happiness. Right. <laughs> so I'm not going for the. I will try to watch movies at Universal Studios Hollywood, but uh, uh, the per- perfectionism can only go so far. <laughs> Speaking of perfectionism, uh, yes, listeners, I know we were supposed to be talking about spoilers and we ended up doing the segue, so maybe I should warn you guys again, here comes spoilers for tennis. <laughs> play, play the drop again. If you think you're someone who can just casually listen about a combo of a movie or a TV show you're missing, then I feel like I gotta warn you and this may not be in order. Don't be crying to us when you end up hearing a spoiler. Spoilers! All right, actual spoiler discussion of Tenet here. Uh, first off, I gotta say, I know a lot of people talked about how Christopher Nolan should do a James Bond movie, right? This uh-huh. is his James Bond movie. Yeah. If you really think about it, this movie is his James Bond movie. 
Yeah, that's when I like that. I kind of, I kind of went um, after I saw. I kind of said, uh, I said Mission Impossible mm-hmm. because um, the like uh, as as cool as the plot kind of is as far as like the the story beats. Like the protagonist, he doesn't even have a name. Doesn't even his name, name is just protagonist. He's so pretentious. Uh, he's that's he's so pretentious. Oh, his yeah. name is the protagonist. Oh, come on, <laughs> come on, Christopher Nolan. It, Come it's on. like pretentiousness that's like masking laziness almost. Because I feel like this character had nothing to him, mm-hmm. and and like okay, so Christopher Nolan characters aren't always like the deepest, but um, even Leo DiCaprio mm-hmm. in Inception, which is like a complicated ass movie, also like he still had a want. We still like we're emotionally invested in him, uh, seeing Molly, and then the thing about his kids. Like this guy just was like, I'm a mission guy. Like instead of protagonist, <laughs> like he should have just been called Mission Guy or CIA agent. <laughs> no, no, they should name him Cipher. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, audience surrogate. But to be to be fair, Christopher Nolan, I think the only other movie that didn't have like much of a protagonist was uh, Dunkirk. After that, right. you know, before, anything before that, you got Batman, you got the guy from Memento, you got Interstellar. You know, they had characters in mean, their main characters. But this True. one, yeah, he was a blank slate. He was essentially like. I'm super spy CIA guy. You know, I can yeah. do all this cool stuff and I'm, I can handle all these things and I care about people. I don't want them to die. That's essentially him. <laughs> and then when he sees like, when he sees the inverted entropy shit, like uh, for the first time, he's not even that like wowed by it. Yeah. Which I mean like, <laughs> okay, that makes you a functional agent where you're just rolling with the punches. But like the cool thing about sci-fi movies is like this is like the Matrix moment where like Neo is like, I know Kung Fu or like, is, do you think that's really air you're breathing right now? Like all that shit. That's just like, wow. Like it makes you think about it and like relate it to you as opposed to this video game. basically. Yeah. The only ones that actually had like a well-developed character development is uh, the girl. I forgot her name. Right. Uh, Elizabeth Debicki and, uh, and Kenneth Branagh. Those two. Right. Those two actually have a developed character. You know their motivation. You know why they do certain things. And then our heroes are just heroes. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. Yeah, and they try to the, do the, the motions. They just cho- and then do that thing at the end where it's like it was a pretty crazy twist when he's like, Oh, you're on your way back. Mm-hmm. The whole thing with Robert Pattinson and like you knew way more than you did before. Like if they had established a relationship, that would have been way crazier than them just being like uh, forcing an emotional moment uh, when there was like very like I didn't even know that they liked each other until the very end. You know, I didn't realize <laughs> that they liked each other. Yeah, I was like the whole time I was like, uh, oh, they're just working together. It was so weird, man. <laughs> like the character, the, the the human beings didn't feel like human beings except for yeah, Kenneth Branagh and Elizabeth Debicki. Wouldn't you say, Derek, you're a big acting guy? Well, I, I, you're you're going more to the writing though, like the way he wrote the characters. I mean, yeah, all the acting was. I thought uh, Bronick was fantastic, yeah. man. God, I love the shit out of him in this. It's funny because as much as he's, you know, he's the bad guy, but he's not the focus of the story necessarily. Um, and some of his scenes were just mind-bogglingly mm-hmm. amazing to me. Like, I, ugh, crap, I'm not gonna remember now, but I remember there was one, like towards about the middle or something. And he had uh, the part where he was telling, uh, what was her character name? Cat. Is it Cat, really? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it's Cat. Catherine Cat Barton. I, I forgot okay. I had the Wikipedia right in front of me. Uh, yeah, it, like it, it was towards the, it was when they were on the boat, I think. 
but he like literally tells her he's just like you're never leaving me you're never getting away or whatever it's like man it was so sinister and evil i was just like wow (laughs) actually yeah i agree too and to to albert's point i think that's why this is more of a james bond than a mission impossible i think mission impossible as far as the protagonists go but i think as like having a villain having a villain being idealistic and also like having this grand plan at the very end of things um makes it more james bond yeah yeah um, oh, the whole idea with the Christopher Nolan thing. What I meant by this is the most Christopher Nolan movie I've ever seen, and you kind of really pointed some things out. Uh, the thing with uh, Robert Pattinson's character, like, oh, he's actually from the future. He's actually just been going back in time so much that he caught up with him, right? Blah 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 blah. Very interstellar, very interstellar, right? right? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, so there, there's that. The whole thing with the reverse time thing, like you see, you see, uh, and apparently this was kind of like an Easter egg. <laughs> Uh, Christopher Nolan actually made like a real world Easter egg. If you watch Memento twenty years ago, and and the whole process of you see the you see what happened before, before it actually happens, kind of situation, the scene where they dragged uh, our protagonist to the to the one scene with the mirror thing, and yeah, he you sees can't forget his name. He sees the bullet hole, right? <laughs> he sees the bullet hole before it actually happens, which is exactly right. a Memento thing, right? Right. Oh, so yeah, that's true. In the in the opening of Memento, right? Yeah, like, like the whole thing with Memento yeah. is like like you see the result before it actually happens, and then in this scene you see the result before it actually happens. So, Memento, Christopher Nolan, and then let's see, uh, you got the Dark Knight, which is kind of like I guess our protagonist's character is kind of the Dark Knight esque kind of thing, right? And then you have um, what, what am I missing? Oh, he's supposed to be dead, but he's alive, which is the Prestige. It's more <laughs> the prestige, <laughs> right? There's a war like Dunkirk. <laughs> There's a war like Dunkirk, exactly. <laughs> I do think the ending feels a lot like Memento. Also, you realize the person that's pulling the strings was someone you didn't suspect the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also realizing now that uh, it's been a while since I saw Memento, and I need to rewatch it. <laughs> And then, and then the character for Cat just wants to be with her with her son, which is the whole thing with with the uh, Inception with Neil's character. Yeah. He's supposed yeah. to be with his family. That's true. Uh, it's the uh, most Albert. Christopher Nolan movie I've ever seen. Yeah, it is like if someone was like, if someone that wasn't Christopher Nolan was trying to make a spoof of a Christopher Nolan movie. <laughs> this but, is it. <laughs> it's like if the Zuckers like just wanted to make a sound alike. Basically, but he has his own like visual flares and yes. stuff that are really good. Uh, Albert, can I ask you something? Go ahead. Um, can you explain the villain's plan since uh, you just recently watched that really quick? Just like, what's the elevator pitch of the villain's plan? Because I kind of forgot. Since he can probably and probably he could probably understood it better with better audio. Yeah, <laughs> that's, and true. that's true. By the way, before I move to my answer, you know, Christopher Nolan actually said, like, why are people complaining about that? I have every right to make the sound louder than the dialogue. Why why are they caring so much? You have every right to, but do we want people... You have every right for people not to enjoy your movies, then. Exactly, exactly. My whole thing is your colleagues, like great directors that are your friends, are saying that your sound mix sucks. So it's like... (laughs) If people that like understand artistic merit to doing things are saying that like it sucks, like uh, I bet it sucks. Okay, like, so the, the, <laughs> the elevator pitch, the elevator pitch, of the villain plan is essentially a MacGuffin, 
right? Everybody's trying to yeah. get the algorithm, whatever, and there's no real explanation what the algorithm is. And fair enough, it's the MacGuffin of the movie, and all yeah, the algorithm is like one of those fantasy sci-fi terms, right? So like you don't want to like, and and then it's a, in Marvel movies, it's quantum, and uh, in other more realistic sci-fi movies it's algorithm like people don't understand what an algorithm is yeah so 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 from what i understand and what's supposed to happen is that it, it's based on the scientist uh explanation in the beginning where she said that you can't have uh the future and past meet at the same time or else the whole world would blow up or something unexplained things will end kind of thing and what he's trying to do is exactly that that's what it is he did it by planting things from the past, right? Or things from the future. I also have the unfortunate uh, blockage of I've watched a lot of all of Star Trek Next Generation since I've okay. seen Tenet, and there's so many other sci-fi bullshit things in there. Oh, yeah. uh, like yeah. good good stuff. But it's basically I watched like seven seasons of like different scenarios of time moving forward, backwards. <laughs> like even the finale for TNG was Picard going from the past, present, and future. So, like, spoilers to TNG, uh, but yeah, there's so many, <laughs> there's so many different fucking time scenarios. Yeah, yeah. So that's essentially what I got from it. It was still very convoluted and kind of very confusing, but that's essentially what it is, right? Yeah. I mean, I just have to say, right, because I have no idea if I'm telling the yeah. truth or not. I had to have a friend of uh, a friend of me and Mike's, a mutual friend of ours, explain to me. Uh, through several paragraphs texting me that of like what the movie made sense of and stuff I was confused about. And unfortunately this was like two months ago. So I've already forgot what we talked about. But when she explained it to me, it made sense. I'm like, Oh, okay. Uh huh. Oh, but that, that's how lost I was. Is I had to have someone break it down for me. Who's smarter than me to explain me the movie. <laughs> I don't know if I'm smarter than you, but like you said, I just recently saw it. So it's a little bit more fresh to explain it. No, but I didn't understand it when I saw it. So that's oh. just, I mean, <laughs> Yeah. Have either of you seen Primer? I actually have yeah. not. I mean, that's, that's been in my two watch list forever. It's like an well, yeah. infamous, it's an infamous indie movie. Wait, Derek, have you seen it? No, but I was gonna say Albert has a to watch list because he's too busy watching new movies to ever go backwards. I know, just it's like so me. hard. Yeah, we both have that same problem. It's so hard. I, I don't. I, want, I, Mike, I, don't great... I don't want you to spoil it though. I don't want you to spoil it because I, 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 I want to spoil, do I want spoil Primer. Yeah. Uh, but you know what it's about, like I, it's a time travel the genre. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Primer is ba basically like, what if you made time travel as realistic as possible? And I feel like this movie shares a lot with that. But the one thing about Primer that people will talk about is it's notoriously like hard to figure out. Um, and I got, I understood Primer uh, kind of the first time. It took a diagram on Reddit, uh, but I just had to watch the movie once and look at the diagram, and I understood it. I don't know if any diagram exists to kind of like make completely. I, I got the gist of what was going on in Tenet, but I don't know if a, di a diagram completely exists that will like help me that fast because it was kind of like the backwards and forwards stuff. Like it made sense, but do you, having just watched this, Albert, does it, is it like, is it without holes or is it kind of like, oh, it's a little problematic here as far as the rules? That Christopher Nolan establishes is it sound? It's sound. Okay. In theory, the way it explained in the movie makes sense. In execution, yeah. they're 50-50. And the reason why <laughs> okay, I say okay. that because there's there's that scene where they had to go backwards in time to go back to the museum or whatever in the airport. Yeah. So how do they explain 
seeing people going backwards when all these firefighters and all these emergency units are around and then suddenly there's like people going backwards? Did they not see that yeah. the first time? Or yeah. <laughs> or are they invisible? I don't get that. Okay, yeah. Right? Yeah, so, no, I, I think that's a legitimately that's probably a hole. I, I'm gonna have to watch it again, but that's probably a hole. I knew there would be holes because it's like you I don't know, like exactly just your what you said basically extrapolated. It's like you more people would know about this stuff. Like right. more people, way more people would know about this stuff. That's so crazy. Yeah, and you figure Although I, I will say that airport scene, I was legitimately like, Oh, cool. It was really them the whole time. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I figured it would be some sort of twist like that, but I didn't figure it would just be I actually figured that out. Oh, did you? Because well, because it was all in the way they did it, because he went to go, if I remember correctly, he went to go chase I think the I know guy. What you're about to say. They, they, because they weren't showing their faces and stuff. Yeah, he went to go chase him, and then he just had the reaction on his face, and he came back, and he's just like, I don't. But you didn't he, think like, it would be like Kenneth Brana or like someone else we met? No, I didn't think be, it'd be them. Well, I, was okay. like, I didn't figure it out at that second, but as the movie kept going on, and I realized they never were going to explain what we saw, then I figured it out because I'm like, if it was, if it was something important, then they would have showed it. So if it's not, or not that that's not important, but I'm saying the fact that they hit it from us and they didn't want to show us, I'm like, it has to be him because that's the only reason why you wouldn't show it. Well, props. Yeah, uh, but I'm not you. But see, that's, I didn't figure it out in the sense of like story-wise. I just figured out in the sense of like filmmaking-wise. I'm just like, yeah, you're not yeah. That, it yeah. just has to be the reason. Yeah, fil- filmmaking, so- filmmaking-wise, it was suspicious that, they didn't, that Robert Pattinson, well, that you didn't see what Robert Pattinson saw, right? That yeah, was suspicious, exactly. yeah. But for all I knew, it was an alien-looking guy. So I'm like, oh, that's why. You know? <laughs> but no me. part of that like ruined anything about the story for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're just Romulans. Okay, cool. Get <laughs> 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 back to Star Trek. Um, Albert, and, <laughs> Albert, and Derek. Uh, yeah. What are, What is your favorite parts of the movie? The museum scene, oh. actually, and then and then seeing it in reverse is amazing. And, and, yeah. okay, the museum scene? First, first off, I think the museum is wrong because it's the airport scene. The airport scene and then seeing it in reverse, like there's a combo of that. Like my favorite scene is actually two scenes because you see it <laughs> once and then you see I like it again. Airport, I like that airport scene also because it's like he really crashed an airplane into the hangar like in, re- in real life to film it. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I really like about Christopher Nolan is like he's always doing things practically no matter how sci-fi his ideas are yeah. which is really cool yeah Derek, what about you what's your favorite scene uh for lack of a better way to put it the car chase mm-hmm. heist that's scene, really whatever you want to call it yeah that was cool too that was that was easily that that's one of the part things i told um albert about when he when we were having our little imax discussion i'm like i'm like most of this movie dude i don't even really care that they, if it was correct imax but that scene like that one i'm like that probably would have been better whatever it, if it yeah. was the actual way it was supposed to be shot but that scene visually was amazing mm-hmm. dude that, it was every time it i was. keep going back to people like well is the movie worth seeing and i like i in my head i would always think of that scene like that whole work scene sequence is almost worth it for the whole movie do you, for me. Do, you yeah. do you see the plot hole in that in, the, in that car scene though what, no, what is four, it? Four, so, four so months plot, later, no, I don't. <laughs> so, so, so the plot hole is exactly my same my same complaint with the airport scene, uh-huh. right? So you have all this backwards backwards kind of brana and and backwards car blowing up whatever, yeah. and, and then what? Like they literally yeah. cut the scene and you don't see the result of emergency units showing up. Like what the hell just happened here? Nothing yeah. like that. 
It's just up to your imagination, and that's to me, it's kind of lazy writing, Christopher Nolan. Kind of lazy writing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I see. Like, no, I, I totally get it. Oh man, I really want to watch this again now, even more so because I just want to do that. I want to be that guy and just be like, "Yep, it doesn't make sense." <laughs> that doesn't. I was gonna try to watch it before we did this, but I fell asleep. <laughs> oh, I also I I forgot I had another question for you guys. Um, do you, are you both now more or less interested in seeing Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne in the the Dark Knight? Definitely oh, I, more. I've been I've been interested before this movie actually because I, I I actually do like him as an actor and this is somebody okay. who's never seen Twilight. I've seen him in his independent independent films and he's great in the independent films. So oh yeah, yeah. I forgot who I was talking to for a second. I I forgot that Albert would have seen other movies. <laughs> okay, <yeah. laughs> I haven't seen anything. This is the first thing I've ever seen him do. I've never seen him uh, do anything. To be fair, the only other thing I have seen him in that I that really stuck out to me is Good Times, but he oh, was yes. really good. He's that, really good. That, good that's time. the one where I he did. really name made made the name of himself as an indie actor. Mm-hmm. I meant to see the lighthouse, but I didn't get around to it. Oh, the lighthouse is mm. great. Oh yeah, I saw him. I saw him in that too. Uh, good time. Watch Good Time. I think you would like that one. I've oh, already what, heard of that. How old is that? It's the guys who did Uncut Gems. Uh, it's their movie they made a couple years before that. Correct. Uh, um, uh, what may not have been a good time is trying to figure out that freaking action sequence at the end. <laughs> right? Did I you gave just up. Inverted segue? Yeah. I, mean, I gave up. <laughs> I mean, they literally had a scene that explained the action sequence, right? And I'm like, I-, I should pay attention to this, right? And then when it's actually happening, you're like, I can't keep up. <laughs> like, yeah. I know they're going yeah. this way, and I know they're going that way, but that's as far as I know. Like, who are they fighting? Yeah. And and like, what's going on? Like, it was I only incomprehensible. I act, actually, like, I'm I'm actually like the the fact that it was incomprehensible aside, it's also like bad. Uh, I feel like it's a bad way to climax that movie, just because it's like the concept you have is so much cooler intimately. Like when we're seeing the two sides of the window and one side is reversed yeah. is reversed and one side's going forward. Like having a, just a big war scene is totally unnecessary because it's like But Dunkirk. Everyone everyone in Inception, like when you think of action scenes in Inception, you're thinking of like seeing slow motion a van falling, or you're thinking of Joseph Gordon Levitt in a rotating hotel hallway. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are very intimate scenes, and like your story idea is so like mind like it's so visually interesting already like the the fact that something's going forward and backwards at the time like i don't think you need to do that on a huge level i think you just need to play with it more in a different way maybe you but know come like on, mike this is a christopher nolan movie he has to do it in that level i know it's like why though like it's christopher it, it's, nolan <laughs> you know why he jumped the shark from between dark knight and dark knight returns Dark Knight was like a very intimate climax. Mm-hmm. It was just Batman and the Joker discussing ideals. Um, Dark Knight Returns or Rises, uh, it was like a, a stupid like gangs in New York fist fight in Gotham City between cops and Bane's people. It's like yeah. what is going? But and you're right, Albert. It's like it's him now. Like he's, I guess not Interstellar, but Dunkirk. It's just like a bunch of faceless soldiers in a uh, war scene. Yeah, it's like why? Like you, yeah. What do you do? What are you doing? Is, does he just like? Do you think he has like a god complex and wants to see a bunch of people scurrying to his demands? 
No, uh, I, I honestly think or something. I honestly to give to give Christopher Nolan credit, I gotta give him credit for the fact that he does think big. He's very ambitious. He wants to right. really push the boundaries of filmmaking in terms of like the medium, in terms of visual, in terms of storytelling. Yeah. Right? There isn't very many people complain about the lack of original movies. Christopher Nolan makes original movies. This is no, an I, original I, movie. I really, I really like I like Christopher Nolan. I just think that like he already did that before the military scene at the end, you know? Yeah, but he already did but, that before the stupid cops and Bane fight at the end. But, <laughs> but don't you Dark think Night but Rising. don't you don't you think the, the the next Christopher Nolan path would have been to combine all that together into one movie? Yeah, what basically <laughs> what this is. Basically what this is, right? My, my, yeah, my, so this is Dunkirk. I mean, I mean, like halfway through the movie, when I when when I realized that oh crap, they're gonna do the rest of the movie backwards. I'm like, you're a freaking genius, Christopher Nolan. Like, yeah, yes, same here. That is exactly here. what I want to see happen. I didn't think yeah. it was gonna happen, but it actually is happening, and you're doing it. Bravo, bravo, right? Yeah, yeah. I did like that too. That as a structure, it was really cool. It's just that like it didn't need to end at like that thing maybe end it back at the opera house or something I, you would have to change the story i was like, expecting that to happen like that's where i, I really started. wanted him to go all the way like we're literally watching the movie backwards from beginning from middle to beginning yeah, but he didn't go all the way so that kind of disappointed me a little bit but whatever yeah basically just action memento <laughs> i i think he needs to go back to writing with his brother that's what i think <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that might be it. Yeah. That might be it. He might be the person that holds him back. Like, no, 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 yeah. you're going too far. You're going too far, <laughs> right? It might be him. We were, we've already seen him like uh, just on his own, just know how to take a huge, weird story like Westworld and make it make sense, you know, and have it have like climaxes and uh, emotions. Well, all the older stuff is done with his brother, and then once his brother left, all this stuff went fucking weird and off the rails. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he, the Christopher I mean, Nolan. This is Christopher Nolan unleashed without his brother. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, that, that, that is what it is. I do. I I have to say for your audience, uh, I do really, I really, 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 really liked Interstellar a lot. I did too. more more so than a lot of people did. I actually like Interstellar more than this one, quite honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It had more heart. I, I would have to watch them both again. That's tough for me. The real, the, uh, the, the oh, real reason. The crap out of me, and I didn't understand him. <laughs> the, the real reason for me for liking Interstellar more than 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 uh, Tenet is because what we said in the beginning. At least Interstellar actually had characters you care about. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And this one, all we cared about was the bad guy and and the bad guy's wife. You know, that, that's about it. So it's like okay, and then and then they, and then they're tossing Kickass into into Tenet, and I'm like, what is Kickass doing here, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then and then essentially. They made, they play him off like he's the main one of the main guys, and I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> like, huh? Yeah, that was really weird, actually. <laughs> like he came out like I, he came out of nowhere. I think I was more lost during Interstellar than this, though. I don't know. Like I said, it, they both kind of. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, famously on our podcast, we spent most of our Interstellar episode me trying to explain the theory of relativity to Derek, oh, realizing yeah. realizing twenty minutes in that I couldn't. I didn't really have the capabilities to <laughs> explain oh. the theory of relativity, even you, though I understand it myself. Uh, and then just like 40 minutes has had gone by and we never talked about like the crazy black hole scene or anything. <laughs> you know what you know what my comp- my might what might explain Interstellar better than than any of us? Uh Derek, I know you don't watch anime, but watch Gunbuster. Gunbuster deals with that relativity of time thing pretty well. 
It's one of the it's one of the animes that from create from the from Gainax who made Evangelion and all that stuff. It's one of the earlier works. I don't know where you could watch it, but that 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 one does that concept as well. So when I was watching, I'll put it in the back of my head. Yeah, when I was watching, when I was watching Interstellar, I'm like, oh, Gunbuster, you know. But yeah, but anyways, um, if before yeah. we wrap things up, there there is one thing that I have to complain about. I mean, okay, first off, I do enjoy the movie. I did enjoy the movie much more than I thought I would, and I did understand the movie. Much more than I thought I wouldn't, right? Uh, and part of it is because half the movie is a freaking exposition scenes. How <laughs> many exposition scenes can you cram into a two and a half hour movie and that's freaking tenant? Like, come on now. Like, like most of the dialogue is just explaining this, explaining that. Oh, you know, you gotta explain this, you gotta explain yeah. that. I'm like, that that's is not it, writing. Like. <laughs> that is not writing. That is not writing. Mm-hmm. It makes you like. I guess for the guys that he got this time, it's okay. But it makes you think, like, if he ever got, like, a Daniel Day-Lewis or something, like... Or Leonardo DiCaprio. He's, like, a great actor. He knows mm-hmm. how to get into a character. Like, in Inception, okay. most of his dialogue in Inception was explaining his crazy dream logic. Yeah. It's like, wow, can you imagine Leonardo DiCaprio uh, just having to be like, okay, like, I need to find the meaning in these words. Um, and the same, yeah, same thing here. Totally. <laughs> like it's just ex- exposition scenes. Although like he does that a lot, but then like you have moments like the, the aforementioned middle of the movie when yeah. they literally go in the pincer where it's like, Oh, that's a great way to do exposition. It's like this whole time you should have been showing it and not explaining it. Cause, uh, when you see through the mirror, one world, uh, like one time flow and the other time flow that like makes way more sense. Yeah. Um, can I uh, can I have a random uh, interject- interjection? Sure. Go ahead. Uh, one of my actual favorite things, and I sometimes it's weird when this is one of your favorite things about the movie, but uh, the uh, score is incredible. The music's so good. Uh, it's uh, Lugwin Gornzon, who is right now famously doing The Mandalorian, um, and uh, if Black I'm Panther. without being without being a uh, well with being lazy here, but I, I think like. Uh, Nolan almost always uses Zimmer, so it's rare for him to go to someone different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, maybe Zimmer should try something different, and more people could. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shots fired! I, I mean, um, I, I could imagine that it's still it's still too loud. Though. The sound edit is still too loud. Music's yeah. great, soundtrack's great, but it's still louder than it should be a lot of the times. Oh, you can imagine the way I heard it then. It was like thundering loud where I saw it. Oh my god. Yeah, exactly. I okay, I have one random tidbit too, like one last random tidbit. Um watching this in theater, uh, it was probably it made me feel nostalgic, even though like it only had been like four or five months, but that's plenty of months for me not to be in the theater. So I I was already like on a on a high of like, oh, I'm back here at at church at my home. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But then um uh seeing john david washington in an action movie like this um and like have just like inflections like his dad and just like at points just like have looks like his dad like i couldn't help but just be happy that we get to live like another era of denzel in as a young action star again through his son basically i mean they're two different people two different actors i'm not going to that, that that's uh it's probably go- only gonna appear in more action thriller stuff like this but it's cool that we have like we should definitely have more representation other than the washingtons of the world but it's right. but as someone who just you know grew up loving denzel washington it's cool that we get to see him in action thrillers and stuff like this again in a way 
Like we get that vibe again. We get that like same swag again. And, and I really like that. It's really cool. I mean, I would I, like I, John David Washington to have more roles that isn't just the stoic character, though. Yeah, I, oh, I wanted yeah. to flex his dramatic muscles. <laughs> I wanted to flex his dramatic dr- dr- dramatic muscles. Yeah. If you watch him on Ballers, he's he's got a good comedic side. Oh, okay. I have never he's seen on Ballers. Ballers? Yeah. yeah, that's where he's he. That's oh, I don't want to say that's where he started, but that's the first thing I ever saw him on. No, crazy. he was like a main, he was like a main character on Ballers. Right. Like his dad in any given Sunday. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, he, uh, yeah, he plays like this very um, uh, arrogant, uh, egotistical wide receiver for uh, the for um, football, and like he, like you know, thinks he's the best, wants to get paid the best, blah 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 blah. And it's different to see him, and because Ballers is more of a lighter show, he still got very big dramatic moments. But considering the last two movies he's put out versus Ballers, it's, yeah, they're completely different uh, examples of his acting. Yeah. Uh, to, before we end this up, let me ask you guys one last question before we wrap it up. Uh, this is popular theory online right now that, you know how Neil is supposed to be like somebody that, that protagonist knows, oh, that's so that, that protagonist knows in the future or whatever, or he grows up with him or whatever, right? The popular yeah, theory okay. is that... Uh, a cat's son, Max, is actually Neil. That's the popular theory right now in Reddit and whatnot. Like thoughts, that. thoughts. So you do I, like that? I, I, I do like that. Um, I'm gonna definitely. I'm glad I heard that because I'm gonna take that into my second viewing, uh, which I'll probably be doing this weekend, probably. So yeah, I, I love to watch movies with headcanon like that. So I'm, I'm down. How about you, Derek? Sounds. I, I mean, like I said, it, it sounds good to me. It makes sense. I mean, I, um, I'm very bad with like, um, a lot. A lot of people like to do uh, films, and then they like to theorize on like what happens afterwards or what happens into the next one and stuff. And I'm, I'm kind of one of those lazy guys where I just watch a movie and I'm like, all right, that's how they want it to end. That's it's done. And people are like, well, what if they kept? No, no, sorry, it ended like this. <laughs> but I like, I like the theory. I like the theory also. Uh, I don't know how the movie can really explain it, though. Because, I, I mean, knowing what he knows, what's going to happen to Neil, would he really send his, I guess, surrogate son or whatever to the past to do that? I, I don't I don't know. But then Interstellar does exist. So that might explain my answer. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> on, a, on a completely random note, just because we were talking about it, and uh, John David Washington's got uh, that short coming out with uh, Zendaya very soon and I'm very excited about that because I love the hell out of her lately and he's becoming amazing so to see them together and it's supposed to be like a romantic thing so that'll be different for the both of them so looking forward to that cool all right and and it's directed by the showrunner of Euphoria which I love (laughs) all right and on that note uh, thanks for listening Uh, my name is Albert you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert5x5 Derek where can they find you online uh, I am on the Tweety Bird and the IG camera thingy at the Geek Potato. And Mike, where can people find you online? I'm also at the camera button thingy that's brown, the the <laughs> brown and red one, uh, at one Mike O N E M Y K E. And uh, fun fact, that's also my Twitter name. And you can also so find me on the uh, the Geekdom Fancast. Yeah, the Geekdom Fancast. I, you know, I flipped it this time around because I wanted to see if because Derek complained that Mike wasn't saying kicked on fancast. So now I gave you the I gave you the ball, Derek, and you still didn't do it either. You asked me what my <laughs> handle was. You didn't ask us what our podcast I said, was. I said, where can we find you online? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, didn't, 
me. I thought you meant me personally. All right, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. I was answering your question Derek, properly. Derek also runs the Geekdom Fancast Instagrams and Twitters. Uh, and, unless I want to retweet one of my own tweets from the Geekdom Fancast twi- Twitter, then I do that. Um, shout out to the train tweet again. But um, uh, <laughs> so you can find Derek there too. That's basically Derek if you're talking to us on the Geekdom Fancast. Unless Derek is like, I don't understand what they're saying. Can you look yeah. at the DMs? Then I'll then I'll look at it. <laughs> there, awesome. There's sometimes people will put stuff that I have no knowledge of. Like Mike, can you answer this? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All it's right. basically like we got tagged in a laker tweet uh can you give an opinion like okay yeah pretty much yeah stuff like that <laughs> All right, we got can... we got tagged in we got tagged in uh uh asian cinema from the 1980s can you answer this <laughs> <laughs> okay alright well find him at the geek the fan cast folks uh leave a comment on our twitter at stuff junk show or facebook.com slash what where's why leave a voicemail if you dare Show your support. There are free options. Head over to whowhatwhereswhy.com slash support to find that how. Music has been provided by DY Access. All the links and information can be found on whowhatwhereswhy as well as on the show notes. Before we go, let me ask them for a recommendation. Who wants to go first? I will. Go ahead, Derek. Recommendation for the listeners. Uh, I have a different one than I usually would. Um, uh, it is almost Christmas time, especially by the time this comes out. Um, uh, I am a big supporter of um toy drives uh i don't know why but it's always meant a lot to me to support kids because i feel that kids can't go out and help themselves if their parents are unemployed or you know passed on or whatever their situation is like the kids are helpless there's nothing they can do um so it's different than looking at a homeless guy that maybe you don't feel pity on but you know kids are they're not self-sufficient so they, they deserve um, people to help them out, I think, almost more than anyone because that, that's all they have is other people to help them. So, uh, yeah, uh, go online and look up some charity toy drives, a lot of restaurants, fire stations, churches, all that stuff to do it. Um, and I, I personally do it every year, and I think it's really important to do. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll one out there. Uh, toys for Tots. Toys for Tots does that. Yeah, the popular, the one we love. <laughs> go ahead, Mike. What's your recommendation? I'm going to recommend an episode of a podcast called Reply All. Uh, first of all, it's a great podcast um, in general, but a specific episode that I recently listened to, um, that being today, actually, right before we got on the Zoom. Uh, it was com- it was from March earlier this year. It's number 158 on their stuff. It's called The Case of the Missing Hit. Uh, Reply All is basically uh, like a story a story show about like um, true stories and like a in a kind of like documentary format about like things dealing with technology, but in a much more human way. And in this one, uh, there's this one director that had this tune of a pop song from the nineties in his head. Um, and remember before the, before the internet, when you had something stuck in your head and you couldn't Google it, mm-hmm. like they ran into a situation where like the song that he had stuck in his head that he swears was like on the radio a bunch. Um, he couldn't find on the internet. He couldn't Google the stuff and he had it stuck in their head and like basically the reply all guys investigated it and like tried to figure out a ways to figure out um what the song was based on him just knowing the melody and some lyrics and uh all the way to how a song like that was completely like was a big deal for people but like doesn't exist and how does a, a pop song vanish from the internet in the in these days um reply it's a it's a it's a intriguing ass episode one of the best podcast episodes i've listened to all year uh like i literally was just like i had to stop working and be like 
what is gonna happen next. It's like a roller coaster. Wow. It's a roller coaster of them trying to figure out like who they call and what they do in order to figure out this crazy mystery. And it's just like it's so interesting. People should check it out. It's like the serial for uh humming songs. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> reply, reply all is like kind of that vibe of like very professional. They're Gimlet Media, so they have they're well-produced podcasts, but um, it's always, it's not like serial, but like it's, it's, it's fun serial. If serial wasn't about murder and then it was about like pop culture, then that's what reply all is. All right. All right. Um, maybe it's the Mandela effect. They, they heard it from another dimension. You got to listen. I'm not going to give it away. It has a better, <laughs> it has a better reveal than tenant. I will say that. <laughs> all right. There is a twist and it's better than tenant. All right. All right. <laughs> This was episode 380 of the Stuff in Junction. Thanks for joining us once again. Thank you to Derek and Mike from the Geekdom Factors for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Until next time, this has been a podcast on the Who, What, Where's, Why Network. La, 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 You know I'm going to keep that, right? Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, you should I, keep that. I, I, forgot, I forgot the lyrics. <laughs> I apologize for that. I forgot the lyrics. me